You said you finished your bachelor's in three months? In three what? months. So then my actual bachelor's degree classes was only 10. So once I finished that, I was done. <laughs> How can you take 10 classes in three months? Wow, so you had basically, it was like an ADN or ASN at that point. Yes. And you did that in one year and three months. Yeah, it was like a year and three months. Yeah, because it was four semesters. For the bachelor's degree, it was dollars. And then for the master's degree, I paid dollars, bringing a total of $3,837 for those two programs. <laughs> so my, my mind is my mind, even to this day, I'm like, this is crazy. What's up guys, Jason here. Welcome back to the channel in our series, Nurses to Riches, The Road to Fire. If you think going to nursing school is so expensive that you'll have to take out hundreds of thousands in student loans and eat ramen noodles every single day just to save money and make ends meet, then you haven't met Porsche. Porsche went from becoming an LPN to an RN, an RN to BSN, and BSN to MSN in two years and nine months for only $3,837 out of pocket. And in this episode, she's going to reveal exactly how she did it. So with that said, Porsche, tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to become a nurse. Okay, so my name is Porsche and I currently live in Georgia. I work out of Florida as a UR nurse and I started nursing in 2016. I started my journey out as an LPN. I kind of feel that I was pulled into nursing. I was a dialysis technician before that. And I guess just between my patients and the nurses that I work with, they just kind of pulled me into it. Just like, you would be an awesome nurse. And so I started looking into it and I found a local community college. I don't know if I can say the name of the school. You can say okay? it if you want. Oh, okay, so it's Georgia Piedmont Technical College. That's where I went. And so that's where I completed my LPN diploma. Shortly after that, my very first job after finishing as an LPN was a research coordinator. So I worked as a research coordinator for a doctor's office near me. And so I didn't work there long because the position was very low paying. So this is in 2016. They started me out at $15 an hour. So in 2016, the normal salary for an LPN was between $18 to $20. So I worked there for a little bit of time. And then as I was working there, I was just kind of still looking what was out there because it wasn't, you know, what I wanted to make. So I applied to Kaiser and shortly after I got an interview and got the job working in Kaiser as a dermatologist. I'm, I'm sorry, a dermatology nurse. <laughs> All right. So that's a lot to unpack. Let's go back. Okay. What do dialysis techs do? So dialysis techs, basically, this is working with like companies like Davida Dialysis, for Cineus Dialysis, and it's for patients with kidney failure who require dialysis three times a week, basically filtering the blood, removing excess fluid and toxins in the blood. So as a technician, I worked under LPNs and RNs, and I would help get the patients onto the machine. So you would, what we call cannulate, to stick them to get the blood flow out and then for it to go through the process of being filtered and returned back to the patient. So do you remember how much you were earning as a dialysis tech? As a dialysis tech, I had actually went through a program here in Georgia. So shortly after, I started working at like $12 an hour. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what fast food workers are making. Right. So yeah, the pay was very low. <laughs> so you said you worked there for what, 10 years or so before you decided to become an LPN? No, I was a dialysis tech for about three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I started at 12. I ended at 1350. So not much higher from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So very you, low. So when you went into the LPN program, was your mm-hmm. ultimate goal to become an RN? My goal actually wasn't to become an RN. Again, I, I didn't really, you know, I, I feel like I was pulled into it. I didn't really know what nursing was. But once I found out that I could actually get paid to take care of people, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go and see what this is about. So then once I completed school and I found that a lot of the jobs that I was doing, because I also worked as a home health nurse that I, you know, I work with RNs and they were making way more money than me. You know, and essentially we were doing a lot of the same thing. So then I was like, let me go back to school and complete my RN. So that's what took me to doing that program after doing the LPN. But it wasn't something that I originally thought I would do. (laughs) (laughs) So you said your role as an LPN was a research coordinator, correct? Mm -hmm, That was my first position, yep. Okay. And what did you have to do in that role? In that role, we did a lot of trials. So different patients would come in and it would be like the mysterious trial. They didn't have the name there. And basically we would just monitor them. We would do vital signs. We would ask them, you know, how they were doing, just kind of checking on them as they went through trying out different medications. I see. And then Mm -hmm. at what point did you say you wanted to become an RN and why did you, you said part of the reason why you chose to become an RN was because you saw your fellow RN colleagues that were making way more than you were doing mm-hmm. the same, pretty much the same work. Mm-hmm. But at what point in your career did you decide to do that? How long were you an LPN? I was an LPN for three years before I decided to go back and become an RN. And here in Georgia, I went to a college here at university that you could do a bridge program. So then I was going to complete that program one day a week. So I did that for a year in order to become an RN. Wow, you only did it one day a week? One day a week, including clinicals. So I was like, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) One day a week, yep. (laughs) And there's like several schools, because I applied to two different schools at the time, but Albany State, shout out, go Rams to Albany State. But I decided to go that route because they accepted me first. So that's the school that I went to. But yeah, there's like at least two or three schools here that allow that. So how much did you pay for the LPN program? So the LPN program, I completed for free, essentially. I didn't pay anything. I was able to get a state scholarship as well as Pell Grant, and it completely covered my tuition, my books, my supplies, because you know how you need like your stethoscope and all of the the nursing bag that kind of has everything in there for you to practice and do your checkoffs. Paid completely for that with a refund every semester. And on top of that, there's a program called the WIOA program. It is basically for those who are not working and, you know, just trying to maybe change their career field or just trying to find a steady, you know, income. A it is through the Department of Labor and it funds you to be able to go back to school 
and complete whatever training you want to do. So I use that program. If you do the one year allowance, it is $7,500 that they give you for a one year program. So they gave me $7,500 on top of me getting the pill and the state scholarship. So I was completely not out of pocket and I was probably pocketing each semester between $1,500 to $2,000. Wow. How long was yeah. the program? The program was one year. That's pretty quick too. So mm-hmm. you did the LPN program in one year and then mm-hmm. your LPN to RN in another year. Well, that was four semesters for the R, the LPN to RN. So that was like a year and like three months. I mean, still like you did yeah. all that, two years and three months. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, on that. <laughs> yeah. And then I was able to work full time because again, it was just one day a week. Yeah. So, I mean, you would go and sit in class for, wasn't long, maybe about six, seven hours, mm-hmm. or depending if you had clinicals that day, you would do class time for the first portion and then you would go and do your clinicals and then be done with it. So <laughs> I was and like, how did you, yeah. <laughs> so how did you find out about these scholarships that were available to you? So the scholarships that I got were state scholarships. So basically, when you go through the financial aid process, it's mentioned to you. Like, do you want to accept these scholarships? And of course, you know, you want to accept it because it's money that you don't have to pay back. This is money that they give you to complete your program. So, yeah, I think the requirement for the one that I got, I think it was a HOPE scholarship, was that you were a Georgia resident for at least a year. And then you kept a GPA average of, I think it was like a 2.0, 2.5, something like that, which you had to keep anyway for the nursing program. So, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So everyone who's in the nursing program basically qualifies. Basically got it. Yeah. If you were at a certain income level. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I was making what, $12 as a dialysis technician. So I definitely qualified. (laughs) That's insane. Because I know I remember when I was going to school, I qualified for a school scholarship if I maintained my GPA above, like, I think it was like 2.8 or something like that. Yeah. But you got the state scholarship. And, you know, a lot of people talk crap about Georgia, but, hey, they're providing scholarships to nursing Hey, people. yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I went to school for free. <laughs> yeah. So when you graduated with your RN, mm-hmm. what type of degree did you hold? Was it a diploma? Associates. Type, an associates? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you had basically, it was like an ADN or ASN at that point. Yes. And you did that in one year and three months. Yeah, it was like a year and three months. Yeah, because it was four semesters. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, and you said after that, you applied to a job at Kaiser as a dermatology nurse. No, that was after I finished as an LPN. So I was working as a research coordinator initially as an LPN okay. and it wasn't paying a lot. So then I went to Kaiser after that. In dermatology. Now, was this a Kaiser in Georgia or a Kaiser here in the... Yeah, a Kaiser in Georgia. And see, Kaiser in Georgia is a little different from California because I'm used to the Bay Area. We have everything kind of in one place. Mm -hmm. Georgia is different in the sense that everything is spread out. Like you might have to go to one facility to get imaging done, another one to see your primary care doctor, another one to see derm, like everybody's kind of spread out in different facilities. And what type of roles and responsibilities did you have in this location? Um, I just had to assist the dermatologist. So I would help like set up if she was doing like a surgery, she would do small surgeries of like cancer, you know, removing cancer, skin cancer. I would set up for the surgeries. I would help schedule appointments. She would do Botox on certain days. I would assist with, you know, know that. And that's basically what I did help her set up 
scheduling, you know, just anything she needed. <laughs> cool. And how much were you earning there? At Kaiser, they started me a little bit over $20 an hour as okay. an OPN. Yeah. And then once you got your RN degree, what mm-hmm. did you do with that? So my first job out of RN, I went back to DeVita was a company that I worked with, mm-hmm. dialysis, to work as an RN. And I didn't like the roles in RN, so I left shortly after that. <laughs> and so when I left, I was just mentioning to a friend and she was like, well, why don't you try case management? And at that time she was working as a hospice case manager. So I was like, hmm, what do you guys do? So then she, you know, explained what she did on a day to day and all of the autonomy that she had in that position. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I want that. So <laughs> I went and applied for that. And what helped me get into that position without experience was that I worked as a home health nurse Mm -hmm. for a while. So then they were like, oh, yeah, this is something you can do. So then I started as a hospice case manager after that. And I loved it. So you were doing home health as an LPN or as an RN? As an LPN. I see. And do you Mm -hmm. you remember how much you were earning in that position? Home health, I was making $25 an hour. Okay. Not Mm -hmm. bad compared to like what the 17 and 18 you were making per hour. Exactly. The research, right? And with Kaiser. So they actually pay more. Yeah. Yeah. But of course you didn't have like benefits and all of that with home health, you know? So it's kind of like, did you enjoy it though? I did. I did Mm. enjoy it. It really, I mean, I did that up until I was an RN. So like, Mm. After I began at Kaiser, when I did the interview, I didn't disclose that I was pregnant at the time because I knew they wouldn't hire me. (laughs) So they hired me while I was like, I think I was five months pregnant. And I kind of had on like my jacket to kind of hide it during the interview. So anyway, I started like, oh, by the way, you hired me and now I'm pregnant. pregnant. So I started having a lot of complications Mm. and I had to leave. So I had to go out on maternity leave a little bit earlier with the Kaiser position. And so after I had my third child and tried to go back, they were like, uh, no, because the way that I left, it was just like super complicated and I didn't go through the right process of like leaving with with that type of situation. So I wasn't able to go back to Kaiser. So that's when I kind of went into home health. And what's the maternity leave like over there in Georgia? Um, It is six weeks. So okay. it's six weeks out and it really just depends on the job. But when I was working at DeVita, mm-hmm. I was pregnant with my second child and yeah, it was a six week maternity leave, but I always took longer. I took whatever time I felt I needed. And my husband is so dope in the fact that he would just hold it down while I was like out, you know, healing the way I needed to. So, yeah. Okay. Now my question is, you grew up in the Bay Area. Why did you move to Georgia where like, you're telling me you got six weeks of maternity leave here in California. My Monica, my wife, she got like 20 weeks of maternity leave. Are you serious? (laughs) Wow. So it was definitely not my choice to move out to Georgia. (laughs) I left my senior year of high school because my parents just always had a dream of owning their own home and they couldn't afford it in Hercules, California, which is where we live. So they moved out to Georgia. So, of course, me being still in high school, (laughs) I moved with them. And so once I finished high school, I just kind of like went into college and, you know, married my husband and started my own life here. So. So is your husband also in healthcare? He was. He was actually a nursing assistant when I started as an LPN, but currently he's not. He works for the state of Georgia. Cool. 
Okay, mm -hmm. so now you were working here in this hospital, you said as a case manager for a hospice unit mm -hmm. or? Okay. For a hospice ha company. A hospice company? Uh-huh. Okay. Tell me about your roles and your responsibility in that position. Like what As a case do? manager? Yeah. Um, so as a case manager, you're basically managing a set of clients. So I had between 15 to 20, depending on, you know, what was going on with the patient, if they were to pass, and that would be my ratio until we got more, you know, patients on service. But you basically, you, you set your own schedule, you determine the need of the patient. So depending on like how heavy of case, you know, what's going on with them when they are coming on to services, how many visits they actually need. Like, because some people actually did not need more than one visit from a nurse a week. And then we would have the CNA go out and, you know, uh, social worker services and different things like that. But I would just go and check on them, essentially. Sometimes I would do wound care. You know, you, you're you basically their nurse. Like, as if, if they were in the hospital, you're going to the home and you're doing anything that they need. I would take um, specimens over to the lab. I would do blood draw, wound care. So what was the most <laughs> difficult part of your job in a hospice? I think the most difficult job would be no work-life balance. Because if you're being their full-time nurse, you know, during the day, you have to go home and then you're documenting. Mm -hmm. So then in addition to that, Every week we would have what's called IDT, which is interdisciplinary team meeting. And we would discuss each patient with like the doctor and determine if we needed to stop medications, start medications, you know, how they're progressing in their in-life journeys. And those meetings would take anywhere from two to four hours out of the day. Um, but you really don't have a good work-life balance with hospice because you're doing so much. So how many hours a week do you think you were putting into that position? And it was salary. So I was make I started out at $65,000 a year as a um, hospice nurse working from home, but they gave me a car. So I was able to have my own car. No, I didn't have to pay for gas or anything like that. It's the least they can so do. <laughs> That's the least they could have done. But I was pitted in so, 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 so many hours. I would say on average, I was working like 10, 11 hour days. Oh, and then some days it would be, um, you know, if I made a light, if I had a lighter day, it would probably be like four or five hours. It just depends. Mm -hmm. But every week I was definitely putting in more than 40 hours, yeah. probably like about 50, 55 hours a week. Do you realize you're just like overworking yourself? <laughs> Yeah, I did. That's why I left. <laughs> <laughs> but but you did say you enjoyed it. You said you liked it, though. I did. And I still miss my patients to this day. I did. I did love caring for my patients. I did. So where did you go? But it's that? just that I have a whole family, too. So you kind of like I need the work life balance. I have to be mommy and wife, too. <laughs> right, makes sense. How many children do you have now? I have three children. Oh, OK. And Mm -hmm. uh, how many children did you have when you decided to leave that position? When I decided to leave, I had three children. Oh, okay. And where did mm -hmm. you go after you left hospice? Well, see, when I left hospice, I left to complete my master's degree. Oh. So I talked to my husband. I was like, hey, can you hold things down again <laughs> for a while while I complete this program? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Because the route that I took. So for my master's degree, I took the flex path route of school. So I went to this school called Capella University. Mm -hmm. And so 
because I was I, I did my bachelor's degree at this school and I was able to finish it in three months, I was like, um, if I could do that in three months, I could probably finish my master's degree in six. So I was like, just give me six months. If I completely concentrate on getting this done, I know I can wait, do wait, it in wait, six wait. months. Let, but hold I- on. You said you finished <laughs> your bachelor's in three months? In three what? months. For 2,200, you know what? Let me give you the exact number because I said I'm going to write it down. Actually, it was $1,790 that I paid for my bachelor's degree with Capella University. Because, so this school is not like a traditional college. Mm -hmm. You actually pay for a term and however many classes you complete within that term Mm -hmm. is however many you complete within that term. So if you complete all of your classes that you need within one term, Mm -hmm. you're done. And that's what I was able to do. <laughs> How many classes were you taking? I was, I needed for the bachelor's degree, I think it was like 11 classes wow. because one of my prereqs didn't transfer over into the college. So then they made me retake, I think it was, which class was it? Computer comps or something mm-hmm. like that, that I had to retake. So then my actual bachelor's degree classes was only 10. Mm-hmm. So once I finished that, I was done. <laughs> How? Can you do or take 10 classes in three months when nurses are struggling to take three classes in three months? Yeah. So then at at this time, I went down to PRM with this hospice company so that I can completely concentrate on getting this done. And I knew it could be done because my friend told me about the program and she had done it in three months. Mm. And she didn't pay a dime for it because she worked for DeVita. She was a nurse with DeVita and they offer a discount. So I think it was like 50% off per term, right? So then she got that and then she got school reimbursement as well as the discount. So she didn't have to pay a dime and she was able to get her bachelor's degree. So I was like, what? When she told me that, I was like, "Uh, let me go and apply right now to this school. (laughs) So yeah, I did the same thing. So, okay. Um, how did this whole payment process work? How were you able to only pay what you said, like a few thousand dollars to complete the program? Okay. So the initial price for the program for the bachelor's degree was like three, I think it was like 3000 per term. Mm-hmm. Now at the time that I applied, this was during COVID season. So they offered what's called a hero discount, oh. which is a 30% off each term. Yeah. And then in addition to that, the job that I was working at the time offered school reimbursement of $500. So that brought me down to $1,790 for my bachelor's degree. Wow. So you said the $3,000 is per term, right? So if you Mm -hmm. finish all of your classes in that term, you only have to pay 3,000. Right. Wow. (laughs) Right. Right. And what's so crazy is like most places offer school reimbursement, right? Up to $3,000. So you can essentially go to the school for free. And that's why I'm like, with all the money that I made between my LPN and the RN with the WIOA and the scholarships and the grants, I could have easily paid for these programs. Like I could have went from LPN to RN to bachelor's degree to master's for free. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So so your husband was handling business at home while you went on and got your master's degree in three months, Mm -hmm. six months, how many months? 
I got it in three months. I thought it would take me six, but I did it in three months. And when I tell you I got physically sick, because I was like on it from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, I was writing papers. I was forming analysis. I was doing whatever they asked me to do within the class. And what's super dope about this school is you get like, so each course will have like maybe three or four assignments. And once you submit the assignment, that's not your final score. Mm. So like you could, ascend, you can really use that first attempt to turn in your assignment as like a rough draft paper. Mm. So then they'll look at it and give you, you know, they'll critique it and tell you, okay, you need to fix X, Y, Z. And then you can turn it in for a second attempt. And if it's still not the score you want, you can turn it in for a third attempt. So it's really like, you really can't go wrong with this process. I just have to mention, okay, you went (laughs) from being a dialysis tech to being an LPN in one year, then an LPN to RN in a year and three months, that's two years and three months, then from an RN to BSN in another three months, that's two years and six months, and then from BSN to MSN or master's, in another three months, yes. that's two years and nine months. Like, that's uh, insane. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm still, I'm, I wrote a book about it. Can you tell how in shock that was? Okay. I was like, I got to tell everybody I am about this. I'm going to link to that book. I have to link to that book. You really, you honestly don't. <laughs> and I spill everything in that book. No, I'm no, like, uh, hey, you guys, listen, do this. <laughs> you need to be <laughs> coaching other nurses on how to do this too. That's what you need. And it's so funny that you say yeah. that because I was a instructor with the American Heart Association. So I trained so many many nursing students they're like will you please leave me (laughs) (laughs) no honestly i would love to one day let me tell you i would love to become a coach do you know how many (laughs) viewers i get on my channel asking me to show them how to go through nursing school how to apply through nursing school and go from like 0.0 to like you know 0.100 whatever the case may be because whatever they don't they know yeah. how to, what the steps are to get to becoming an rn let alone getting your okay. master's degree as a nurse that's insane so like yes. you should be teaching this i, I need to yes. i really need to <laughs> okay so you got your master's degree and then what did you do okay so after i got my master's degree what did I do at that time? Cause I had just left from becoming a hospice case manager nurse. So I went to work in the acute setting because when I looked into case manager, when I researched it, I saw that you could actually do like remote positions as a case manager. And I was like, Oh my gosh, eventually I didn't think it would be as soon as like now, like I'm currently in a remote position. And so what's really funny to me is Once I finished school as an RN, I tried to work in a hospital setting. I tried to work in med surge. I tried ICU. I tried ER, labor and everywhere. And nobody would hire me because I had three years as an LPN. And then I was still considered a new RN. So I couldn't go through the new RN graduate programs for most hospitals. So I was just like so frustrated. So that's what pushed me into going back to dialysis initially. But it was so funny that I didn't have any floor experience. But then I walked right into a case manager position in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm on lunch break and floor nurses are coming and asking me, how did you get into that position? And I'm like, I don't tell you. Like, this is crazy. I tried to work where you are in method, but they would not deal with me. They would not. So, So after I finished my master's degree, I walked right into a an acute case management position. And I was there for almost 
almost two years before now working from home for a insurance company as a UR nurse. So, so all right, explain to us what a UR <laughs> nurse is because most people probably so don't this know is what like is. a medical review nurse mm-hmm. in which you get like inpatient claims, outpatient claims, and everything in between, and you're reviewing cases for medical necessity. So basically, when you go to the doctor's office, I'm the person who who is looking at your case and deciding if it should be paid or not. Oh man! Oh no! You know. Yeah. Patients hate you. <laughs> right. like, I really need but this I MRI. Like I, just like I advocated for my patients in the hospital, I'm advocating for you at home. I'm like, yeah. no, okay, this needs cool. to be paid. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I'm that nurse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And are you still in that role? <laughs> I'm currently in it. I absolutely love it. So this is where I plan to retire, possibly. Really? Wow. Yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm and it's so funny because I'm at the point where my manager is like, don't you want to apply to some of the management roles? Because, you know, I have my master's degree in leadership and administration. And I'm like, no, I'm comfortable where I am. <laughs> so that's currently where I'm at. Like, I'm like, do I apply or do I stay where I am? And I mean, every time we have our, you know how you have the annual uh, meetings where you kind of like establish, okay, what's your next goals yeah. and all of this. And I'm like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I like I wake up and go to work in my pajamas. Like, <laughs> so I'm how many hours a week? Are you I work Monday through Friday. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, and how many hours a week? I'm working eight hours a week. Okay, so it's like a regular nine to five. It's a nine to five, yeah. Cool. And so you said you plan to retire from here. Then why did you decide to write a book? I decided to write a book because I really wanted nurses to know that you could get from being a tech to getting your master's degree essentially for free. Like, I don't think that that information is out there. I didn't know. And I'm reading so many posts in these nursing groups that I'm on, on social media and Facebook and other things. Like I found out I'm accepted into nursing school and now I have to, you know, go to this private school and they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for these programs. And I'm like, it's not worth it. Like there's another route that you could take. So I just wanted to get that information out there. That was very important to me. And how long did it take you to write this book? It didn't take me long. I actually wrote this book last year, but I realized that I didn't put a lot of what you would need to accomplish this goal in there. So then I revised it last month. And I, and I put out the same book and I want, cause I wanted to include all of the financial resources that I used, how that breakdown looked with school reimbursement and all of the programs that I used, how many classes I needed after evaluation, the classes that did not transfer over. And I wanted to include all of that now, in that book so that I revised it. What is the name of the book? It is called MSN for less than $3,000. Just as simple as that. <laughs> like it. So do you think it's possible for a nurse or... Some a, a student to go from you know being a student to getting into the nursing program to becoming an M, like having an MSN in a different state other than Georgia. Absolutely, it is like for example how you mentioned that there was some state scholarships in California, and then WIOA is not just something that's offered in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's through the Department of Labor. So this is throughout the U.S. You can go to your Department of Labor of labor and get this program. And as I mentioned, I was able to use it with my LPN and I also use it a double time with my RN. So I got this program twice. So between LPN and RN, that's $14,000 
that I got for free and all that they asked after this program that you basically let them know that you're employed for a year. That's it. So there's no income requirements? The requirement that they asked was that I'm not working. At the time that you apply, you cannot be working because again, it's to help you get you know into a job, yeah. steady income. So the second time I was actually working when I wanted to apply. Mm. And so I called them because I wasn't sure if they would let me enter into the program twice. So I called and I was like, okay, so now I'm working on my RN <laughs> degree. Can I use this again? And they were like, absolutely. They were like, but are you working? And I was like, I am working. And they said, well, if that changes, I said, well, could I leave my place of work and then apply? And she was like, well, if you're not working. So I actually called the home health agency that I was working with. I'm like, hey, so... <laughs> This is what I'm going to do. So I, I gave them my uh, resignation notice, applied for the program. And then after I was awarded the money, I went back to work on the weekends where I worked wow. on my art degree. Wow. So I was able to save a lot of money. That's why I'm like, I could have like really paid for this two times over. Yeah. You know, the bachelor's degree. I often get comments from <laughs> nurses that say it's costing them over $100,000 to go through nursing school. And that's and just for ridiculous. their amen. Or their BSN. No. See, you don't have to pay that much. And I, I read one post on Facebook and I'm telling her, I'm like, you can go here. You can do this. And it's like, because if you don't know about this route and everything, it sounds like that's too good to be true. Like, is that really how this is working? This is really how it's working. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was getting paid to go to school because I was getting money back each semester. Yeah. Of completing. So that was even more of a um to keep me going and completing these programs because it was worth it, right? Yeah. So yeah. See, I like I interviewed a nurse previously who went and moved to Puerto Rico so he wouldn't have to be in so much student loan debt. And he I ended mean, up being like like two thousand dollars though for his degree, which is amazing, okay. right? But wow. your, I think your method is even better because you can start working as an LPN. While you're right. making money as an LPN, gaining experience, then getting your RN in like yes. a year and three months after you become an LPN, that's mm -hmm. I think that method is just probably one of the best methods I've heard of so far. And it's going to be pretty hard to top that when you realize <laughs> that you've only paid a few thousand dollars for the entire process. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the bachelor's degree, it was $1,790. And then for the master's degree, I paid $2,047, bringing a total of $3,837 wow. for those two programs. <laughs> so like, it, my mind it is my mind, even to this day. I'm like, this is crazy. Even the whole process of me, like not being able to get a floor nurse position, but walking right into a management yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, this is insane, but I'm a believer. So I, I honestly think that God was just leading me through this process and I was just letting them lead and look like this is amazing. It's amazing. So I really want nurses to know out there that it can be done. So, but you're telling me that you plan to stay where you are for the rest of your life, right? I mean, how is the <laughs> income there? How is the salary if you're planning to stay there that long? So the salary is my base salary is 80, like almost 83,000. And then I get a bonus between 10 to 14,000 each year. Wow. So I can't even do the math that quick. You said your base is 80? 
83. 83, and you get like 10 to 14,000. So 10 to 14 each year. Okay, so that's like 93 to um, 97,000 a year. Right. And you're still living in Georgia. I'm still living in Georgia, yeah. That's really good for Georgia. I live in Georgia, and we have our house in Covington, Georgia. We bought our house for like 130. Wow. And it's now worth 300. Is it 330 now? Like for 320? 320, I think now so yeah <laughs> that's i just i'm just like blown away by your story because not only do you not have any student loan debt but you paid for your house with well i have student loan debt you know why why because before this nursing journey yeah. i was in school to be an air traffic controller oh and so <laughs> and so i was in school just living off student loans so but my student loan debt is super low i owe eighteen thousand dollars so i see well, you mentioned traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in school for air, because it, it was a, a school that was like maybe how, how many hours is that? About two hours from my house. Mm -hmm. So it just got to be too much traveling back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I just decided to leave there and pursue dialysis, which then led me to nursing. I but, see. Yeah. Wow. You've been <laughs> through it all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man, but but I, what I was saying was, is like you you basically came out of nursing school with no debt, right? Right, nursing school. Forget I'm like, I wish I had known stuff. that. <laughs> and then you purchased the house for like, let's say under one fifty. That's now yes. worth three hundred thousand, twice as much. And mm -hmm. that one fifty is less than your and your husband's. Income yeah, we're almost. Pay we should pay that house off within the next year or so. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah, because we just <laughs> and then you pay off your air traffic and controller debt, and you'll be debt free. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then awesome. we 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 don't have any car payments or anything like that. So yeah, we're doing really good. How much is your mortgage? Really good. I think. I'm asking. I'm sorry. How much is your mortgage? Our mortgage is like eleven hundred dollars a month. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and how much are, would you say you're bringing in after your taxes are deducted and everything every single month? Every month, a little over 4000 Wow. So maybe like 44 Yeah, man. 100 a month. And, yeah. and then, so if you take, you know, is your husband working at the moment? Oh, yeah, he works. So if time. you take your husband's income and your income, and then you guys pay off your house, I, I mean, you guys could be buying property after property in Georgia. And just That's them all the plan. Out. That is the goal. Yeah. <laughs> We've been looking at a couple of properties that we wanted to invest in. So we haven't made an actual investment property. Yet. We haven't done that yet. But a friend of mine, super dope nurse that I used to work with um, as a case manager in the hospital, she is from New Jersey and she owns like seven properties here in Georgia. So she's just been kind of guiding me through the process of, of doing that. So she needs to come on your show. She's so, she's so dope. Is she a nurse I too? love her. She's a nurse. Well, then yeah. tell her and to get in contact with she, me. I'm going to tell her because she's legally blind. What? Yes. Wow, what a story. And she is amazing. Oh, my gosh. She's in the most amazing case manager that I used to That's work so with cool. in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, you need to give her my info. I'm gonna give her your info. I'm gonna tell her to contact you because she's okay. amazing. But I really, I really, I'm gonna urge you to create like some sort of program so that you can mentor nurses or teach nurses how to do what you do, and not just sell okay. a book. Because nurses want more than just a book; they want to be guided through a process. 
It, it's basically okay. if you could just like hold someone's hand and guide them through that process, they'd be willing to pay more than just what you're making from that book. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that's something I might do because I, I get asked a lot. Well, I did when I was doing CPR. They used to ask all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it because I'm not super like uh, social media. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't have a whole lot of followers and all that. So I didn't want to work on building that and then, you know, working on that. But that might be something that I'll do well, because I, I think that it could be useful and save a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that would well, be helpful. I'll make you this promise. If you come up with some sort of coaching program or a course or something that you can help guide nurses through that process, I'll bring you back on the mm -hmm. show and I'll promote it for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I gotta make it then. I can't pass up that offer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then hopefully by then I'll have a hundred thousand subscribers and I'll be able to push that message out to more people. Yes, you will. Amen. Yeah. Speak that into the atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So once again, I want the name of your book so I can let people know how to find it. And if you have anything on social media they where they can reach you at, let me know and I'll plug that into the video too. Okay, so my the name of the ebook is MSN for less than $3,000, and it's available on Canva. I'll send you the link if I have it already. And you can follow me on Instagram or YouTube under Nurse D. Porsche. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more like it, click on this playlist here. Also, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our channel.